Welcome to AFC's podcast by NAFCO, brought to you by Dakota, the Dubois Area Council on the Arts, and WestPA Systems, your 21st century built contractor. And today, I'm Perry Langell. We have with us Paul Gerritsen and Jeff Carey. We've got the whole crew assembled again after my absence last week with the uh, just a basic cold, no, no reason to worry about COVID for me, which I take as a good thing. Um, Paul, how, how, explain to me what the heck happened with the Bills yesterday. Well, Perry, um, we like to start with, uh, you know, my ass is not hurt, first of all. Um, though, Tiger shot a 10 on the 12th hole yesterday. I mean, that is something I want to talk about. And, uh, oh, Drew Brees um, cracked his ribs in a collapsed lung. And he's so valuable, they didn't put him on IR. They say he's going to be back in three weeks. So how does that work? So that's my talk about the Bills game. So, all right, uh, what's next, buddy? <laughs> I like the trick play you guys ran with Josh Allen being a receiver. Oh, oh, okay, fine. All right, I'll talk about the game. <laughs> <laughs> the Bills had this whole thing all sewed up. It was really good. They, they dominated the game. Um, you got to give Arizona credit, though. I mean, they got a little ahead in the fourth quarter, um, and Josh became Superman again in the last 32 seconds of the game. Threw a pass to Diggs and went to a touchdown where Buffalo's winning 30 to 26. Two seconds left in the game. You know, you figure you got that wrapped up. You know what I mean? Two seconds. You know, they're sitting there on their own, uh, I don't know, 40 or something like that. And you, you got 60 yards to plow through in two seconds. Okay. Well, what happens then is that. Maury goes and, you know, he hikes it and he runs and, and, and he, he shrugs off uh, uh, Phillips and a couple other one of our linemen. He runs and whatever. He's almost on the ground on his knees and he throws a Hail Mary. Okay, he throws a Hail Mary in the end zone and to Hopkins. And there's three Pro Bowl secondary players from the Bills standing around him. Standing around him. And, and if you you know you'll see this play probably for another ten years because it's probably the best Hail Mary you've ever seen in your life and and Hopkins brings it in and they win thirty two to thirty and of course oh my God you want to be my house <laughs> so anyway I can give you a lot of numbers and things like that I think Bills played fine they just had one of those freakish plays that you know they should have won. Uh, you know, it just it's totally depressing and I don't want to talk anymore. So you guys think about those plays happen every year in the NFL somehow though. Oh, God. You turn uh I don't know, NFL channel on or ESPN and then every five minutes we'll keep showing it. So that's my demise and, and you know, that's my torture. So yeah. But we're still seven and three, head of the division. Uh, a game and a half in front of Miami. Um, well, my, you know, to a segue to uh, our friends, New England. Uh, I mean, that, that was a shocker beating uh, Baltimore. What do you think about that? Well, the Baltimore game that was that was a shocker to me too. I kind of went into that going, let's watch the Patriots lose, but I'll, at least I'll be able to talk about how they lost on the show. Well, then it, I, I don't think. 
I think it was one of those sleeper games where I don't think the Ravens prepared like they should have for it. I think they thought it was going to be an easy week. And then on top of it, the weather I don't think was conducive to. Oh my gosh, you're right. That was the, like the worst I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Patriots, it's hard to say they practice for the weather, but they kind of do. They're known as a cold weather team. Historically, they've always done well in cold weather situations. And, you know, the Bills are in there too, where they kind of have that advantage to some extent. However, you know, you get those new players that have never really been in the cold and say, so, well, how, however you want to look at it. The you go in there knowing though you're going to be dealing with cold weather situations with if you know once you're on the roster in New England. So these guys though it it, actually, it was actually, not I, snow. I hear I hear Belichick's an asshole about weather. He he'll find the worst weather day in the world. And okay, that's we you know we're not playing in the bubble. We're we're, we're out there in it. I hear he's a real jerk about it. Well, I, and I think that there's a point to that. They've they've won. They're very good in the bad weather. And I think it shows there because I, I that might be what it is here because this was bad weather. It was it was that and I grew up in New England, so it's that cold, frigid stuff like out of like a Stephen King novel, November rain where it's like just barely warm enough to rain um, and not snow. And that that stuff is miserable because it, it was pouring. Of course, they do have stuff to help them with that as far as you know, they can wear sidelines, you know, jackets on the sidelines and, you know, they got those outdoor heaters over there, but it's not, not a good time. And, uh, I think that, uh, it's games like these where it is nice that new England does have an artificial turf, you know, cause otherwise this would have been, you know, back to the late two thousands when they had that mud, mud field yeah. situation. We would have had that again tonight or last night. Um, but yes, uh, Sunday night, you know, they were on Sunday night football it was prime time and the, the Ravens ended up looking kind of silly to some extent. Um, especially in their final drive, they really look silly with, with a whole call and Ravens last year. You know that, right? Yeah. That's, that's what everybody said. <laughs> that's what I hear a lot of uh, fans say, especially the Steelers fans in Western PA, love to talk about how the Ravens aren't the same Ravens as last year and how the Steelers are 8-0 and all this stuff. Um, but I, I do think, though, that we – Pats pulled one off there. I think they also out-schemed them in the ground game. Like it, There was definitely an out-scheming of, of, of the block schemes where they were out-scheming them on blocking, basically – and that's a big reason why the Patriots are, were able to win that game. They had the ground game beat. Rex Burkhead had what I thought was was a career game in my mind last night. Uh, maybe the stats show differently, but the energy I was seeing out of Rex Burkhead was something I've never seen out of that player before. Um, he's not typically like your number one running back. He's he's kind of always been that role guy that Belichick always has, that committee, you know, help it be a running back by committee kind of thing. And he made he was fantastic running, and he made one of the most interesting catches of the night. It, maybe it's less dramatic than the DeAndre Hopkins catch, but it was pretty interesting. I don't know if you guys have seen this coverage of Jacoby Myers. They had this trick play um, where they, you know, he th- lateraled basically from a long pass from uh, Newton to Jacoby Myers, and Jacoby Myers threw it to a wheel route of uh, Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead caught it in the end zone for a touchdown. 
it was like a approximately 20 yard pass, not super big, but it was just caught everybody off guard and was, uh, and was executed quite well. He, and Jacoby Myers, who never, I, I don't know if he's ever thrown a pass in the league before. Um, but he, uh, threw this one up under pressure and was able to still land it and, and, you know, get a touchdown out of it. It was pretty interesting to watch that play. Um, and Rex Burkhead caught it and it was, it was a great catch from Rex Burkhead. Go on. So you look at the overall big picture with the pass right in a second, you know, tanking or not tanking in 2001, there were five and five. Uh, I mean, you're four and five now. And when you went five and five, you won the Super Bowl in 2001, being five and five at this point. So, uh, really, I, I mean, that's something to you know think about. That is something to think about. Now, I, I my theory at since last time I was on the show two weeks ago, I said I my theory was the Pats could tank every game for the rest of the year and have a good shot. I had all this math lined up, and they've totally blown my theory that the Pats could actually tank for Trevor this year because they, they, really I thought they were going to – I thought I was going to be on the, the show um, this week explaining how the Patriots did a great job making it look like they were trying against the Jets and managed to let them go at the end. But they didn't. They kicked the field goal as time expired. It's old news now, really, but last, last Monday Night Football – um, they they kicked the field goal as time expired. It was the season long field goal for Nick Folk, and uh, at 45 yards, he's not really a powerhouse of a kicker, but his 45 yarder was through with plenty of space, and uh, they won the game with the clock running out. So that was uh, a pretty interesting win. Uh, they I don't feel like it should have been that close if the Patriots were actually trying though against the Jets. But then well, they come out the next week and they played like with severe effort and they they really uh, did quite you know they they beat the Ravens and, and they looked like they were playing playoff football when they were playing the Ravens too just just the energy I was getting off of the team. Well, to break in on on the field goal, uh, Bass from Buffalo kicked a 54, 55, and a 58. Didn't miss one. So kudos to Bass. Okay, back to New England. Um, you know, you, you have a tough road. You got the Rams, Cards, Chargers, Bills, and Fins coming up. So that's yeah, that, that's not tank worthy teams. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it's you. a rough schedule you guys got. Mm, yeah, I mean, next week facing the Texans. That's uh, that's the only game. Oh, the that's Texans the only, and their the Jets gaming. game. Uh, the, yeah, the tail end. Those are the only two that are kind of like I see them winning. But I did not see them winning against the Ravens either, and here we are. So it, it's kind of weird. I, I I don't know. I'm not putting all my stock into it um, right now, just being honest about the way the last few weeks have gone before the, you know, the first half of the season has gone overall. I'm not necessarily putting a ton of stock into things, but something was different last night. And maybe it was maybe it was just the weather. It's yeah. possible that that really crappy New England cold, cold rain just well, ended like up. The Cleveland-Houston game was uh, 10-6 or 10-7. That was just crazy. I mean, who, whose only score was six points or ten points now in, in the new NFL? So, but yeah, what weather does it. 
but you, you know you got one, two, three, four, five. You're playing five playoff games in your last six. So not good. So, so yeah, so well, I think let's move on over to the Dolphins here. Um yeah, what's nothing up, Jeff. Jeff, nothing to talk about. <laughs> Happy Monday again. Yes, sir. Hey, dude, I can't wait to see uh, Fitz next week. That's going to be great. <laughs> Man, it's always a complete team effort. That's what I love about it. You know, it takes a lot of pressure off of Tua. The special teams was good again. The defense was good. I mean, you Tua's three for three, man. How about that? Who is that? Tua's three for three as far as winning, starting. Oh, yeah. Three and oh, yeah. And he's only oh. thrown, he's only had one game where he threw over 200 yards. Yeah. But he, have to, but he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to throw over 200 yards because. What is the story? There were 11 drives. There were 11 drives yesterday. They started six of them on the opposite end of the field. So, I mean, when you don't have that many yards to get to get the end zone, you know, you're not starting back in your own territory. But was I mean, it 29 we, to 20? It was 21 29. 21 29, yeah. It was, yeah. Uh, it was 7 0, five plays into the game off of a, a block punt, you know? And, and playing with the lead is a whole lot of fun. So your special spot. teams and defense is doing it, not the offense, that's, right? Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, the offense is doing what they have to do. I mean, but they're not the- winning the game. The other two facets are winning the game. Right. We're not, we don't have any – we make big plays, like Tua makes a big play when he has to. Special teams makes a big play when they have to. Xavier uh, Howard made a big play in the fourth quarter when they were driving. Um, they just make the plays when they have to. Um, we don't so have 100 on yards. Paper, on paper, know. are the Dolphins better than the Bills? On paper. On paper, no. Are they better than New England? Um, I would say so now. Okay. Jets, we're not going to talk about, but yeah. We put uh, a so we, we put a rookie we put a rookie running back in yesterday because Breed didn't play and um, Gaskin was out, and this new running back had 93 yards, I think. It look, looks spectacular. So when him and when Gaskin gets back, we have a one-two punch. Um, they got rid of Howard um, today. They got rid of Howard, and now he's a pro bowler. So um, just everyone's stepping up, doing what they have to do. No one's playing above their level. You're just doing what you have to do to win games. And I, I love that it was the first matchup of the rookies, um, you know, Hubert and uh, Tua. And then we get to go and play the other guy, uh, Burrow, for Cincinnati. We get to play him, too. So, How, Listen, How's Buffalo I, Shaq Lawson doing there? What's that? How's Buffalo Shaq Lawson playing? <clears throat> I don't really see him. Like, I mean, I'm sure he's making plays, but he's not making big plays. He's just doing what he has is, to do. Is he, earn, is, he learn, is he earning his $11 million that you guys gave him? I don't think anybody's worth $11 million. Maybe maybe Howard on defense. Hmm. Well, this is going to be like, uh, remember back in 83 when you had uh, Marino and uh, who else came out that year? 
was it Siasin? And they were all compared the rest of the Kelly. Kelly. Kelly, yeah. They're all going to be compared against each other, you know? The rookie class of 2020. Yeah, I agree. So it's a good deal. What do you think, Perry? You th- think going to take the, the, the Broncos uh, next week? I think uh, I think they have a good shot at it. Um, do we want to move into predictions? We've covered everything from this past week of uh, the AFC East here. Because uh, I do want to mention the Jets had a bye week. So that game against the uh, the Pats on Monday Night Football that we discussed earlier is the last we've seen of the Jets. So nothing to cover as they're on a bye past that. Um, yeah, I think it's time to move into predictions. We can do the Dolphins first if you want. Since you guys are up in Pennsylvania, you can talk about the Steelers being undefeated still. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I did catch paper some of that. They, they whomped on the Bengals. Um, did you say Bengals. paper Tigers? Okay, the the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, they whomped on the Bengals uh, Sunday afternoon. It was a um, kind of just one-sided the entire game. I did I did actually catch that one. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're just a powerhouse team, and they're the team to beat, being that they're the only undefeated team in the league right now. So, yeah. They have their offense. So, so their defense is amazing. So. I mean that that's it. Yeah, and they have but, a well balanced offense too. There's yeah. something to be said for that. That's that's not a team you want to play the first round of the playoffs for sure. <laughs> okay. All right. So we got uh the Jets and the Chargers. What do you think? Think it could be uh win number three for the Chargers? Yes. Right. I think that I think after the fact that New England's not going to tank two games against them, that was their only hope. I think the Jets had at getting any wins this season. I think they are going 0 and 16. I, I I thought for a second the the Pats had had reason enough back two weeks ago that if the Pats tank two games against them, it could help the Pats. It puts them on the same. Anyway, I already explained it multiple times. I do think that uh, at this point. Since the Pats are have shown they're not going to tank against the Jets, the Jets are going to go 0 and 16. Then, yeah. Uh, what do we got? We got uh, who's New England play? Texans. <laughs> well, let's do scores here real quick on the Jets charges here. I'm I'm thinking, I, I think that the Jets might put something up against them. I'm thinking, you know, we're looking at like 28 14 uh, charges over Jets. Okay, that's a good number. Uh, I'm about the same. It just uh, the Jets can score. I mean, they proved it against uh, New England, right? Yeah, they did, and it's, it's weird. It's just weird Donald the way that. Playing, so you, you're back to Flacco. Yeah, so, and maybe Flacco plays better than than Darnold. Well, Flacco has a Super Bowl ring, right? Yeah, I thought. Uh, yeah, I've been thinking that too. It might be one of those cases where he's kind of prematurely taken out of the starting role. Yeah. Hmm. Or time to recover and has now recovered and can be that guy again. Yeah. But there's also the rest of the team there with the. Uh, they have a good defensive line. The Jets does, and they have no secondary, but. 
don't know. Um, we'll see. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a running game. It's going to be a passing game. So maybe you're right. All right. Miami. <laughs> I don't see the Jets winning the game. I got their schedule pulled up. I don't see them winning one game. The only maybe two possibilities, there could be a trap game where they play the Dolphins in a couple of weeks. It's not game for the Dolphins. And they close out the season against the Browns. Well, you know, if you're uh, from Clemson and you're a quarterback, you know you're going to be picked, right? First round. And you know you're going to the Jets, right? How are you going to feel about that? Can you look your family in the eye? I'm serious. <laughs> oh! Okay, well, I think well, I'm just saying, I think that's the curse of being a number one draft pick. Whoa, I'm the dra- number one draft pick. Yeah, that's always going to be a claim to fame, but then you're always going to the team with the worst record. So it's always just like, yep, going to be four or five years till they build around me. Well, Jim Kelly, Hall of Fame quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, said, no, I'm not going to Buffalo. I'm going to the Houston Gamblers. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to Buffalo. You know what? The guy lives there now. He loves it so much. So you don't know these things. Well, so. yeah, yeah. But they ended up having some, you know, a team around him. Uh, well, no. Just saying the first season was there. They went, they went four and uh, whatever when there's only uh, 14 games played. Four and, you know, four and ten. So that was first year. But after that, yeah, they keep adding people, and, you know, it's great. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be uh, that Clemson quarterback going to the Jets. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, yeah, I got you. It looks pretty inevitable at this point. I mean, there's talks about him trying to play his senior year out to uh, avoid the Jets. Hmm. But that's kind of – I'm, I'm of the thought that – you wouldn't want to risk it because at that point you're risking falling down in the draft order uh, due to either having a bad an off year or you know you you're, you got the fire under your rear for another year in college and you probably don't well, really want that. The difference between uh, first round pick and well, let's just say you know second round pick is about twelve million dollars. So yeah. I mean, it, it, it's money motivated, but if he falls, I mean, he's not, he's not going to fall. He's going to make the right decisions. He's got the smart people around him. He's got an agent already, so he's fine. So he's a jet. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what's up here after it really came down to that Monday night. Football I like his hair. I, I dig his hair. That's good. I, I don't have hair. But. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, isn't it weird too? by the way, though, it, it comes down to does, Nick does he, making one kick changes my he, mind on where Trevor Lawrence lands in the NFL. What well, does he use? Does he use uh, what kind of shampoo you think he does? Head and shoulders? <laughs> you think I he'll get a sponsorship like Jay Palomal? Yeah, it depends on whether really? or not he has dandruff or not. Uh, I, I well, you know, he's in the south, so it's sort of moist. I don't think so, but yeah, okay. What's left, guys? Let's put some let's put some numbers on the game. Make some picks. Okay, that uh, we're 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 at okay, yeah, Dolphins, Broncos. Um, let's do the do the Jets and Chargers. 
Because I got an upset alert on this game. Yeah, well, we were talking about – oh, Jets and Chargers. I already said 28-14. And what you were saying, I think Paul just said the same early. But go go on, guys. This is going to be a 21-17 Jets win. Ah. Oh. Their only chance of winning. The Chargers are 2-7. and seven. Everybody the Chargers else are good, but they can't close. So. Yeah, but they've lost how many games by less than a touchdown? They've lost four or they, five games I think by less. They're going to learn to close on this one. So, and Buffalo will be watching them closely because Buffalo's on a bye. Yeah, there's, that, there's an upset every week, so I think this is a, an upset game. All right. Okay. All right. So we got that going. So, okay. So we'll move over to the Dolphins now for predictions. Dolphins at Broncos. Um, Broncos are three and six, so third place in the AFC West. Uh, yeah. Not a bad team, but they're not a good team. How about that? Mm hmm. I can see that. I mean, Lock, is Lock playing still? Yeah. Okay. I haven't heard otherwise. All right. I mean, he's hurt every other week, so I just got to check. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so you got that. Uh, as far as coming up with a score, I'm having a hard time mentally right now thinking of a score. Um, I do think that the Dolphins have their way against the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, you do have a bit to deal with. Um, it's not huge necessarily, but there is that thin air. Um, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> mile high stadium. It's, oh, yeah. You know, they, right. they have the oxygen on the side there. Right. Like I said, that's kind of – yeah, I, that's, I, mean, I, think, about. Yeah. I, I agree with you already. I, I'm there already there. I mean, it, it's – you know, I, I think they're going to be a 21 to 20 type of game. Broncos. Okay. Well, oh, Broncos. Yeah, mm. Broncos. Wow. Well, I, I, I'm thinking, you know, you got – the Dolphins seem to do well. Two has been doing well. I Two's think not that playing. He's not playing. No, he's what hurt. did I miss? Yeah, he's hurt. Well, Jeff, you know, this is you're you're a sideline reporter. You should have mentioned this already. I haven't heard <laughs> anything about Tua being hurt. He was hurt. It's on uh, the update every hour. Well. See, that's why I said it opened up this uh, podcast that, you know, it fits going to be playing. So. But I don't know. I've seen nothing. I've had the computer up the whole time since I came home, so. Yeah, yeah, he's hurt. Oh, Pretty yeah. cool. Thank you. Bills will need it. So, two's got the magic to keep it going for some stupid reason. Fitz will just do another uh, three interception uh, game and in, in an away game and in, in mile high, no air. And I knew, I, you know, you know what's, you know, I, I, I went to. Flagstaff and places like that, driven. No air is no air. I mean, that place sucks. I mean, you can't breathe, really. You, you can't. You can't. You walk to your car and you go. <laughs> so, yeah. 
I mean, well, I think I think you might be thinking that today is the anniversary of his injury a year ago. Yeah, I'm taking a look. I'm pulling up his in, the injury report. Yeah, there is no two is not on the injury report, Paul. Yeah, maybe you saw it was that one year anniversary of his injury last year. That's what you saw. Yeah, that was the 19th of uh, November. Okay, I'm driving. Yeah, 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 there's there's no two of that. That's why. Okay. There's no wonder why. I'm just like, anyway. Okay, Paul. So November, thanks for November, that piece of insight. November 16th. Oh, it's 16th. Okay. Well, either way. Yeah. Either way, I'm glad we cleared that up with one Google search. Okay, so, um, so anyway, so I guess is that the basis to why you think the Dolphins? Okay, do you need to change your score now? You know that Tua is still in. No, I'm keeping the score because Tua has not thrown a decent game yet. He's not thrown over 300 yards. He's not done anything. His percentage is still low in, in the low. 60s to high 50s. He, he he doesn't have it. the rest of his team is playing great though. But I, I I think he can't maintain it and it's gonna reveal itself next Sunday. I think that if he's going uh, so I'm gonna say the opposite, Paul. I'm gonna say that I think that Tua if he's going to have a breakout game in his rookie year, this is the place to do it. You have that light air. You don't have that tough of a defense. And, and, you know, I, I just think that he does have decent weapons. I think that he is going to throw, I think he's going to throw for at least 28 points. If he's going to do it, if he's going to do it, this is the time to start with that. And I think you're going to see 28, 17 dolphins. Anyway, now Jeff, what's your thoughts on the game? What's your All right, prediction? So, so we talked last week about the chargers. They put up 30 points a game. And could the Dolphins match that? So the Dolphins have been putting up roughly 30 points a game. The Broncos have only put up 30 points twice. And one of those games was against the lowly Jets, and they gave up 28 points to the Jets. That was a 37-28 game. So if they're not going to score 30, there's no way they're going to beat the Dolphins. The Dolphins are just clicking right now. And I think this is going to be a, a breakout game for two also. Um not that he's going to have to put up the points because it's always going to be a team effort. And our special teams, I mean, our kicker, like you're going to get a mile high, he can be 60-yard field goals if he needs to. So um, and I don't see the Dolphins slowing down. We're streaking right now. I mean, I don't think this would be a trap game for us. We should keep on rolling. It's going to be like 31 to 20 or something like that. We're going to keep on scoring 30 points. Okay. That's not too far off. Anyway, so we're on, we're on a similar page there. Okay. So, all right, moving on to the Patriots. They're playing the Texans on Sunday, 1 p.m. in Houston. Um, Patriots at Texans. I think the Texans have yet to truly prove themselves in a lot of ways. Um, I think that uh, they, you know, they had to switch coaches mid-year. They're at 2-7. and seven. Is their record? I think the Pats have a good chance. I mean, they're at four and five right now. 
Um, and I think that with the energy that they had last week, if they can pull that and bring it on the road with them to Texas, I, I think you see see a good chance of the Patriots coming out with a win here. And, and I don't think it's going to be bad. I, it's, they're either going to not prep for it because, yeah, we beat the Ravens mentally, I mean. Not that Belichick won't coach them, but mentally, the players are going to go with the same tenacity that they went in with the Ravens. And if they don't, it's going to either be a tight one or just a loss. Um, I, I think that that's, that's the X factor there is really it comes down to the players beating themselves to some extent with the Patriots this year. Um, I think, though, that if you have the Texans, uh, I don't think – I. Where am I going with this? I just don't think that they're a very great team this year. I, I think everybody can agree with me on that. And when they had to get rid of O'Brien in the beginning of the year as the first head coach to fall for the 2020 season, I don't see why the Patriots can't beat them. So I, I'm thinking something like a uh, – I, I, I'm thinking like – 28-14. I'm going back to 28-14. I'm thinking 14-10 just because I, I, I can't see their offenses, offenses are any good in either side. So, but I think, it's, you know, defense is going to be like grinding it out. It's a, it's a grind game. So, I think it's 14-10 around there. Um, I've been to Reliant Stadium, and, and it's it, it gets loud. But there's no crowd, so you know it's, uh, <laughs> you're, you're gonna lose. So anyway, I so need you the think pay- the you think the Texans will lose or the Patriots? You said no, 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 yeah, the Patriots are a better team on paper. So it, it, sorry to see, um, what's his face? Who's the defensive dude of the year? Oh, JJ Watt. J.J. Watt, to be in this type of system where he's not winning Super Bowls, I, I'm, I feel terrible for the guy because he's a Super Bowl, ca- you know, ball hey, guy. He's a former Defensive Player of the Year. The rain, As a Patriots fan, I need to point out the Defensive Player of the Year currently reigning is Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. I just got to point that out <laughs> as, a Patri- as the Patriots guy here. Okay. Look at him now. Yeah, he's not playing. I will say uh, J.C. Jackson, since we're already on the Patriots, last week, uh, okay, against the Jets, he looked kind of foolish. And against the Ravens, he looked like master level. He got at least one intercept. He got one interception there, and he was he was all over that, all over the receivers uh, for, for Baltimore. And those aren't easy receivers to cover. I think that uh, J.C. Jackson – might be this new coached into a great player kind of guy for the Patriots here as a cornerback. Um, just saying. Also, statistic that I found interesting. I heard it during the broadcast. Right now, the uh, Devin McCourty has the most defensive snaps than any other player in the league uh, career-wise at over 10,000 snaps. Just a fact. That's just a fact. There's no, it doesn't need to be a whole lot to do okay. with that. So, okay. Um, All right. So, uh, let, let's do something new. Well, well, we got, we got Jeff. What's your thoughts, Patriots at Texas? So, the, 
the Texans have won two games. Both those games were against the Jaguars, who have won one game. So the more the Texans lose, the better for me. You know what I'm saying? Because we have their draft pick. That's so the more, the more they fall, the more it benefits the Dolphins. Um, plus, I just think they're terrible this year. So um, this is an easy win for the Patriots. They're coming off a win. This is an easy win for them. They're going to put up like 28-10. All right, let's do the of your team. The stat number one stat for your team. What what's yeah. what what is it? I mean, what do you really like about your team? What's your one player who has a great stat? <laughs> you should have let me hold on to that. <laughs> the Devin McCourty statement. Okay, well, Give me a second to think then, because I just kind of spouted off the one that I thought was cool. All right, Jeff, you got something. I mean, I, I like I like the stat of five wins in a row. I kind of like that stat. Okay. Well, like, let me give like, you, let me give you your dig stat. Diggs, Stefan Diggs, Buffalo Bills, seventy-three catches, nine hundred and six yards, four TDs, number one in the NFL receiver. Boom. <laughs> okay. All right. See how we're doing it? Right. Okay. I get you. Well, I'll, I'll give you a stat. Uh, <laughs> well, this is your team. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, 22 titles in the AFC East, the most titles in the history of the AFC East, the New England Patriots. <laughs> Yeah, what do you got? I got the 1972 Dolphins, the only undefeated team ever in the NFL in the history of the NFL. All right, guys. Good job tonight. I appreciate it. Good stats. But next week we're coming with some better ones. All right, instead of some whatever. <laughs> it's all about W's. That's the only stat that really matters. Yeah, and then yeah. next week it'll be well the six Super Bowls the Patriots have won is tied for the most in the history of the NFL. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. This is really backfiring, isn't it, for you, Paul? Well, I tell you what. <laughs> uh, Paul, the Bills are the only team to go to the Super Bowl three times and go 0 for three in the Super Bowl. Four times, buddy. Four times. Oh, even worse. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So I here's sleep, the thing. Paul. I go to sleep every single night thinking about that. No, I do. <laughs> so, Paul, though, next time you want to come up with a new concept like this, let your other hosts know. That way it doesn't just turn into what this just turned into for you. And then maybe if I had some time to research, I could pull off some more in-depth statistics like what you brought to the table. Well, very good. I'll be ready for next week, and I hope you guys are solved. So, so you know, okay. go for it. We'll plan on doing it next week, too, then. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, I think, uh, you know, let, well, let's just talk real quickly, though, before we go. The Pittsburgh Steelers. They, where, who are they playing? Are they playing? Nothing. They have no a, buy, so. can't fix. Okay, so, yeah, right. 
So they're playing the Jaguars. Ha! That's a roll right there. Yeah, that's just, that's, I think, like a 21-point spread kind of game, even in Vegas. I mean, gee. Um, <laughs> I, I think, what, what do you got? I, I, I guess I'm going, like, uh, 31-10. Like I said, 21-point spread. I need to be shut out. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, they're deep. Yeah. I uh, guess what reason? Number with Pittsburgh will score, but it's gonna be a shutout. I don't think Jaguars score a point. Yeah, I think that's a valid. I could see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It is. It, it is in Jacksonville. Okay, that helps. Big crowd, right? Uh, the line is ten for Pittsburgh. Huh. Okay, it's ten nothing. <laughs> the over the over the over under is forty seven and a half. Yeah. Forty seven. Forty seven Pittsburgh. Jack Mills. I'm calling forty five to three. I I'm still going zero. We'll find out next week. You know, I I'll brag about it and towns about it, you know, we'll be good. So well, without further ado, this has been the AFC's podcast by NAFCO, sponsored by Dakota, the Dubois Area Council on the Arts, and West PA Systems, your 21st century electrical build contractor. Um, everybody have a great day. I don't think that